You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. So hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast on today, where we will be talking to talking about sisters and how other people uh, are affected by sons who have mothers that over nurture. So we're going to go ahead and start in prayer first. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time. And we pray that this podcast will be all of you and none of us, and that you will give our guest the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on what to say and how to say it so that another mother will be empowered, inspired, and educated uh, to help her son become a more uh, impactful and effective man in the community, a more effective father, and just an overall effective person. And so we thank you, oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. So our guest today, her name is Brianna. We'll just call her Brianna. And Brianna is a driven attorney. She's a young lady uh, from the Atlanta area. And we're going to let her tell the rest about herself. But she is completely driven towards her goals. And the thing is, her brother is the complete opposite. And so they both were raised by the same mother, but the trajectory of their lives was completely different. And so the way that they were raised had an impact on Brianna. Is that what guided her to become a full-fledged attorney? Is that what has driven her to be the strong, independent, thoughtful, caring, wonderful young lady that she has turned out to be? So without further ado, let's welcome Miss Brianna to the podcast on today. Welcome, Brianna. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence on today. We know that you are going to bring some wisdom to the table. Well, thanks for having me. Yes. We had a conversation the other day, and I've always been interested in your story. But I'm interested, and I know many of the listeners are interested in the difference between you and your brother, because you said that is something that really bothers you. So let's start there and then the floor is yours. Okay. Well, there are many differences, first of all, but I feel like our work ethic is probably number one on the list. Um, I, for lack of better word, a back, lack of a better word, I feel like my brother is very lazy. Um, 
and you know what that probably has to do with a lot of my mother um not forcing him to be his best self you know as he was growing up um, i can remember just it going all the way back to just schoolwork and um how i would get in trouble for like little things in school like i remember one time in middle school i got detention for like the stupidest thing like in PE class and it was a big thing like I came home I didn't have no phone I didn't have no TV like I didn't have anything and it was crazy because my brother was not he never had those type of punishments you know like everything was so much harder on me and in a way I guess that that's a good thing um I mean because you know you do. today but um I mean, yeah, there, there are so many differences, so many. And why do you think uh, that your mom made the punishments on you harder? I honestly, I can't tell you why. Like, I guess, I honestly don't know. Like, I would, maybe she saw something in me and maybe she wanted to push me to be it. Um, or maybe I just wasn't, I mean, she always tells me I was an easier child to deal with. Mm. Um, so I guess when like, when I would do one little thing, I guess she would kind of, I honestly don't know. <laughs> That's actually a really good question, but I feel like ultimately it was just a difference in how easy I was to raise versus how easy he was to raise. And, I, and that's something that she's always said so it was easier for her to discipline you and maybe she saw more in you but usually there's something a little deeper as far as that goes and I, I do touch on that a little bit in my book setting boundaries with your son because what happens is a lot of mothers they raise their daughters and they nurture their sons right and so a lot of sons which is why we have this platform because a lot of sons end up becoming lazy. They don't have a reason why they should go out and get a job. They don't have a reason why they should do their homework. They don't have a reason, especially if there is uh, not a man around to help uh, to, to put those things in place and enforce them. But I believe we, in our conversation, you said that's not the case in this matter. There is a father around right and the father is just um as bad if not worse than the mother so that plays into a lot definitely yeah how does that make you feel and i'll say this because i interviewed a mother uh one time and it, we were just having a casual conversation and it brought up something in her and she was boiling. I said, can I please record it? Can I please record what you're saying? But she was very upset at her mother because her mother did her and her brother an injustice. She watched her mother nurture her brother to the point where he was no good to anybody. He was no good to her. He was no good to any women. And later in life, the brother, her brother uh, ended up very upset with the mom because by the time he turned 45, he realized that he did not have any transferable skills. He was not even good to himself. 
And he began to have a love-hate relationship with his mom to the point where he stopped talking to her because he could not believe that she had done all of this. But this particular mother told by the sister was being raised as if she was, uh, as if her brother was her mother's husband. Okay. So for you, when you, like, when you see your brother, how are you impacted? How does that make you feel about him? And do you try to help him? Do you try to give him any words of wisdom? How, what is your stance on him? How do you feel and how do you interact with him? So when I was younger, like growing up in the same household, I definitely did not like him because I felt like there was like so much unfair treatment there. It would be simple things like um, I, would, I would be the one that had to do all the dishes and my brother didn't have any chores, like stuff like that. So that would make me not like him. Um, so, and now, I mean, I don't really have those feelings towards him because I mean, we're, we're older, you know, I'm, I'm grown now. So it's like, I am happy with the way my life has turned out. And I guess I should, you know, give some credit to how my mother raised me. And I'm grateful that she did not raise me how he is because I don't want to be in a situation that he is. I mean, granted, he's only 19 years old, but he, I mean, he doesn't really do anything. You know, he's graduated high school. He's kind of just at home chilling. He doesn't have a job. You know, he's been out of high school for almost a year and he has nothing to show for it. He doesn't want a career. He doesn't have, you know, any post-secondary um, college education or anything like that. So it's just like, and, and at this point I do, I feel like in the past, actually I have tried to help him um you know kind of direct his path in a way that would be successful for him but he's a, he doesn't really listen so it's like it's kind of to the point where like he's too far gone to where you think no at, 19, at 19 he's too far gone i think i think so i mean so what is he what is his response when you say he doesn't listen what like what are his mannerisms what does he say to make you feel or make you think that he's not listening? Well, yeah, because, so I feel like, so when I was 18, I moved out and I went to college and it taught me how to make a way if there was no way, because there was a time, or there was a lot of times when I wasn't able to ask my mom for money, you know, cause she didn't have it. So I had to pay and I had to learn how to be an adult that way. And my brother doesn't have that. He doesn't, he doesn't know what it's like to kind of to be an adult because my mom's always there to save the day for him mm-hmm. you know so i can tell him i can say hey brendan you know i think you should go ahead and you know just if you don't want to go to college that's fine maybe you can get go to get a little trade or certificate or something because you are going to have to pay bills and you are going to have to you know sustain a lifestyle in the future and he doesn't understand that because he's never he's never really had a job you know as opposed to me like i started working when i was 14 Every summer I would work the whole summer and I would save that money and I would use that during the school year. So it's like, I learned work ethic. I learned, you know, things like that. He doesn't, he doesn't have that. And I think that that goes back to, like I said, my mother always being there to do things for him, whether it's buying him clothes, buying his food, paying his cell phone bill, all that kind of stuff that I didn't really have. Mm-hmm. So I had to do it myself mm-hmm. or I just wasn't gonna have a phone or I wasn't gonna have the clothes or, you know, so that plays a big part in it. 
Yeah. Has it made you, so you said now that he's, that you're older, you two are older, it doesn't really bother you anymore, but do you feel sorry for him? I don't feel sorry for him. If anything, the feeling is just, um, uh, I don't really have the right word for it, but it kind of makes me a little upset, I guess, that he's kind of just living there with my mother not helping her, you know, with bills or anything, because I know that she could use the financial help. And, you know, you have this this big, grown, able-bodied man that could help, and yeah. he's not doing that. So yeah. it kind of makes me a little, it puts some type of weight towards him, just because he put her in a situation where she has to work harder to, you know, take care of him when it shouldn't be like that. Right. Do you put any of the blame on your mother for allowing this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, because, I mean... At this point, he's grown. She doesn't have to take care of him. Um, she could set boundaries to where, you know, he has to pay rent or, you know, he has to have a job or, hey, if you're going to live here, you need to be trying to go to school or at least have a part-time job or some, do something with your life, you know? Yeah. And she doesn't do that. Like, she, she always says to us that her mother kicked her out when she was 18, so she wanted to make sure she never did that to her kids. But in a way, that's very hurtful to someone because you're never really teaching them how to be on their own, you know? Wow. That's powerful. You know, there's always an underlying story. When uh, I work with mothers that have this challenge, there's always an underlying story that we have to get to, to figure out why they are enabling their son. Or in this case, um, son stands for stop over nurturing mm -hmm. stop over nurturing and the underlying story is you know some mothers they have the challenge because um much like you said their mother either put them out their mother watched a man molest them and knew maybe she didn't watch it but she knew but she never said or did anything so now the way she treats her children are she over nurtures because she felt like her mother didn't. Somebody was able to abuse or, and misuse her life. So now she's not going to allow that to happen to her children. Or perhaps somebody's mom gave them away. So now she has this abandonment issue and she's not going to do that to her children. So there are so many different stories that women have as a result of why they over nurture their sons, but then, you know, and they say, oh, well, I'm not going to do that, you know, to my children, but we work with women to help them to change the narrative. There's a lie that they are telling themselves that is keeping them, uh, keep them, it's, it's keeping them in that race to over nurture. And as a result, you know, we're not going to be here forever. Your mom is not going to be here forever. His dad is not going to be here forever. And the way that you feel, you, I don't think you're going to take care of him. And guess what? He's oh, not no. going <laughs> to know how to take care of himself. He's not. And yeah. I had another situation where uh, one of my clients, her sister died and she left two boys who they weren't quite grown yet, but their mom over nurtured. And one was still in school. Both of them were still in school. And the day that she died, one got kicked out of school. 
and she had to uh, try to go and find him a, an alternative school or another place. And she died that day. And those two boys who were older, when technically they should have been able to take care of themselves, and they were kind of big boys, and that nobody in the family wanted to take care of them. And the house was already paid for, you know, where, where they were living. And guess what? They had to figure it out because nobody in the family, you know, they were, you know, they had their own challenges and nobody else wanted to take those on. They had to figure it out. And they had some mental health issues, you know, that caused them to be the way that they were, but nobody was stepping up. They had to figure it out to this day. Mom was gone. So I try to get mothers to think about it from that aspect. And that may be something that you want to talk to your mom about. She's not going to be here forever. Even in the best of health, mothers who are stressed out, your mother, she may not be talking about it, but a lot of mothers, they want peace. She knows in her heart that what's going on with her son is an embarrassment. It's hurtful. It's painful. She has no peace in that. And she said that before. She has said that it, it does embarrass her. Uh, yeah. And so, but, but why do you think that she still does not push, push the envelope on it? I mean, it goes back to, you know, like I said, him, be, him being grown, you know, like there's only so much you can do when your child is a grown man. Like what, you know, I don't know, like when, when, when you have a child and they're a minor, you can kind of do a lot more to control them, I think. But when somebody's, you know, 18 years old or 19 years old, it's like, hey, they can do their own thing at this point, you know? Yes, so, that's true. That's why I said I think he's too far gone, you know, so. Yeah, there, yeah. you know, sometimes uh, when a woman comes into their life, you know, if he really likes her, uh, mm -hmm. there's an opportunity to say, okay, because I would imagine somebody like that. I don't know if he, does he take care of himself? Because usually lazy guys like that, they've got the Frito smelling feet. You know, the room is nice and messy. You know, they don't do anything. But how is he? You know what? Um, I think he's getting better <laughs> at that. But before that, definitely was an issue. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, as as he's getting older and we kind of be on him about it, he's kind of he's getting better with that. But um, yeah, I could definitely see that. But that issue is still is still there and it's still a concern. Yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So as a result, you have a. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, mothers who are stressed out and worried about their uh, lazy son, you know, who has low self-esteem because their self-esteem plays a role in that as well. So something else is is going on. So I know that we kind of squeezed this in today, but I think we hit a lot of good points. And I know you're about to uh, go on a date tonight. So that is part of this podcast. But Miss Brianna, is there anything else you wanted to add to what has already been said? Brianna? Okay, I think we lost her. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Oh, can you hear me? 
Okay, I hear you now. So I would say the only thing I would add that I feel like I think about often is the fact that like, you know, it's my mom has two kids, um, me and my brother, and I feel like a lot of what I do is so that I can make sure I can take care of her when she's older, you know? Um, oh. I do. I definitely do. Like, I, I want to be able to take care of her, you know, after she retires. And, you know, I, I do think about that a lot. And I feel like I am the only one that thinks about that. <laughs> you know, I don't think my brother, that even crosses his mind. So I feel like that makes it more stressful to me to make sure that, I'm successful enough to make sure she's good, you know, in her old age. And I feel like if my brother was more selfless, you know, I wouldn't be as stressed because I know that she'd be good between the two of us. But right now it's me making sure she's good by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, so. and then here's the other thing. You got a package deal because let me tell you what happens. <laughs> you need to think about this because if he is with her and I have seen it, to where it goes into the son is with mom far into adulthood. I'm talking about 50 and 60 years old. And uh-huh. so if that's the case, she is going to, he, he's going to be there. He's going to be like a person. You, you see this a lot when uh, the son has special needs. Your brother does not have special needs. He, he has not. the need to be lazy, the desire to be lazy. All so right. what happens is, Mom, you say you want to move her in with you. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with baby brother? He's going to have to figure it out. I can't take care of everybody. But how are you going to do that to my son? This he is your brother. We've been, he doesn't have anything. He needs you. That is cold and heartless for you to just leave your brother out. I can't do that. I, I just can't do that. That's your mom talking. Yeah, I mean, that's something for you to think about because that is a very, very real situation. They are so into their mother's hooks. And I I don't know if it's a a codependent situation because sometimes it can be, you know, a codependent relationship. They're depending on each other for some reason. And so when it's time to come with you, it's going to be a, a, a real challenge to do one and not the other. Yeah. It sounds easy right now, but let me tell you something. That time comes very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. Wow. You have said some powerful stuff <laughs> this evening, Brianna. We really appreciate you coming on, being transparent and just sharing, you know, part of your life that, you know, in some cases and for some sisters, it can be very difficult because they see their brother as being quote unquote, the favorite, even though that's right. not the case, he's the one that has the biggest need. Right. And I'm sure that is how your mother um, probably presented it to you. So, you know, as, as life goes on, as your career as a criminal attorney uh, increases and it just goes, it just starts booming you will have more opportunities for money and to save and to put those things in place for your mom. But definitely think about your brother. And you may want to tell him right now, hey, as mom gets older, uh, you need to figure out what you're going to do because I'm not taking care of you and her. You might want to put that in the atmosphere right now. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, thank you. Um, before we leave uh, off, I just wanted to make sure our listeners subscribe and like this podcast. Make sure you leave a uh, five-star review and let us know your thoughts. You can also go to our website at www.drlesslieinspires.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram. So we thank you. And I will close out in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for Miss Brianna coming on, sharing her heart. I ask, Lord, that you would give her a special blessing as you give her peace in her decisions and give her joy. And also let her be a light to her mom to um, as a rock to lean on, as I'm sure she already is. Just give her wisdom on what to say and how to say it. And we just thank you for uh, her life, her health and her strength. And we ask that you would give her divine and supernatural favor in all that she does. And so we thank you, oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.